Heat and Magic Assist podcast. My name is Carson, and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by my friends David Wong and Stephen Chang. What's up, guys? And today we will be talking about the Miami Heat and also the Orlando Magic, along with some news that's been happening around the league. The league. Uh, so we'll start off with uh, David first with some news around the heat uh, around the NBA. Go ahead, David. What do we have? Wow. So this just happened. I'm just looking at it now. But I was going to talk about Carmelo Anthony, who who played his first game, started his first game yesterday. Um, but I was going to tie that in because I just read right now that Paul Gasol was just released by the Portland Trailblazers. It's really interesting. <laughs> they cut another big man. Which, which they seem to be lacking of, but that's, I guess he was never able to be, uh, become healthy because he was injured to start the season. And so now it seems like they really need Carmel Anthony to play well. Um, last night in his game against the New Orleans Pelicans, he did not have a good game. Um, he started in 24, played 24 minutes and was a minus, plus minus of negative 20. So that was the worst plus minus out of the entire uh, Blazers team. So you could tell he was like the worst player out there. Um, and just all everything, <laughs> everything you see about him, his lack of defense, um, no hustle, it just showed in that game. So that was, I don't see it being much better. I'm sure you guys agree with that. Um, other news include the Houston Rockets. Uh, this relates to Miami Heat in that they rave, uh, they cut Ryan Anderson. Um, that's important to the Miami Heat because uh, you guys may know that Ryan Anderson is still on the Miami Heat salary books. Um, they, the Miami Heat cut, oh, they stretched Ryan Anderson. He had like 15 or 16 million left on his contract and they stretched him. And so he has a salary cap hit of um, a little over 5 million. And so it, this, the cut was significant because if, best case scenario, if Ryan Anderson is picked up by an, another team or he play out, he play f- the whole, he has a contract for the whole year, it would reduce the capital for the Miami Heat. It would reduce about 200K. So instead of him having about 5.2 million capital for each of the three years, it'll be about 5 million. So it, it's not a lot, but it could really never know how that could save the Miami Heat because they're hard cap from the sign trade the Philadelphia 76ers to get Jimmy Butler. Um, other salary cap news for the Miami Heat. Deion Waiters, I, I see this on, on the tr- on Miami Heat Twitter account. Like oh People are wondering, oh, now that Deion Waiters is suspended for 10 games, can we use that money that Deion Wade, the suspension money, and sign Chris Silva. Um, thinking that, oh, because we're not paying Deion Wade for those 10 games, we could use that money f- to sign a, a, a player. Um, for those who don't know, Chris Silva is on a 45-day contract, um, two-way contract. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and the, he can't sign him to a, to a full contract yet because they don't have the space for it. Um, they, they, could, they could sign him in, sometime in January or February, when they'll have the cap room to actually sign him to a to a real contract, um, but it's just anytime a player is suspended, even if he was suspended for the whole year, that money does not come off the salary cap. 
um, that money's always going to be there. So, no, unfortunately, Heat fans will still have to wait till January or February to get to sign Chris Silva, um, who's uh, who's on a, like I said, he's on that um, 45-day two-way contract. And it just means that he can only play for 45 games uh, for the Miami Heat. And that, those games also include practice. So he actually has never practiced. He hasn't practiced the Heat this year yet, except yesterday. Yesterday was his first practice with the Miami Heat. Really? Uh, yes. That's so interesting. Because that counts as one of his 45 days. Um, so the 45 days is it, either a real game or a practice. And so the Heat, you know, they, they really calculate. It's really stretching it out um, until they could finally afford him. And, so it was uh-huh. interesting. He he practiced first time yesterday, um, and he got he got paid five thousand dollars for that. That's <laughs> interesting tidbit. So I got a question about that. It's forty five days. So once those forty five days uh, end, can't they just sign him for another short term contract, like another ten day contract? Or... No, I don't think so. I don't think they could keep doing that. I think it is. Uh, that's a good question. I probably should have done more research, but I think. After those four or five days, he becomes like a free agent. Oh man! So the risk. So there's a risk. Um, Dude, he's gonna go in the injury list. He's gonna get like. No, 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 he's he, gonna no, get he touched up. With just forty five days, including practices, that's not gonna last long at all, man. It, it no, it's, it's the forty five. It's called forty five days, but it's really forty five games, and the games could include practice. Oh, right, right. But that, that's until I guess February is when the the trade deadline comes in right or is that something different you said january right sorry sometime in january or february they should have enough um because then uh they'll pay for the rest of his because of a full year salary it'll be a portion proportional to how much days is left so that so in january and february the heat will have enough cap space to sign him for the remainder of the year because his because that contract they'll sign Chris Silver to won't be a full year contract won't be right. a okay. minimum full year it'll be like prorated uh-huh. right prorated that's the word um just get rid of Dion Waiters man that guy is such a drama queen <laughs> he's guaranteed twelve million for the I, next two this year and next year you can just dude, this, just trade him for Carmelo man jeez like <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> it just uh I'm sick. so. Yeah, and also related to Dion Waiters, um, you know, people heard that he he ate some gummies on a plane and passed out, and then had a panic attack when he woke up. But um, he officials were questioning him, asking him where did he get the gummies from. He wouldn't tell anybody. So I I've been noticing that you know James Johnson, yeah he he's been he he's been healthy. All right, he just he got. He got his weight down. He's 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 in game shape, but he hasn't been playing the last three or four games. No news on that. I wonder, I wonder if it was James Johnson who gave Dion the gummies. Yeah. <laughs> and they're well, just the heat. Hush, hush about I'm it because... glad you. I'm glad you said that, David, because <laughs> I was also questioning it. Right. As to why James Johnson wasn't playing? Yeah. No news on him. And they played Chris Silva. Yeah, yeah, they play Chris Silva more than James Johnson. And I they feel like James Johnson is a much better player. Yeah. yeah. James Johnson is a much better player than Chris Silva right now. <laughs> much better. 
I know. And they all hush hush about it. I really yep. think it was James Johnson who gave Dion those gummies. <laughs> and then they, the Heat found out, and they just handled this very quietly. I'm sure it's a very embarrassing moment for the whole team. Oh, hey, man. They're 9-3, and three, right? So it's working. <laughs> they didn't need it. They don't need him. They don't need him, man. He could help, man. He could help. As you remember, I, you know, when we did our preseason prediction, I, I thought he would be the sixth man for the Heat, sixth man of the year. I didn't know he was so selfish that he is so high and mighty that he, he's too too good to come off the bench. You mean Dion Waiters, right? Yes, Not Dion James Waiters, Johnson. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's a character, all right? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the Heat are just stuck with him. They're just going to ride him out, just not playing him at all, and just be on their, on their salary cap till it's his contract expire. Really? Till he expires? How many years does he have left? Two. Oh. I know. Next year and then the year after. Yes. Not including this year. That's rough, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. But luckily, like like you said, they're nine three, so they don't need him for now. They, but uh, but uh, there is a good news though. Next year, uh, uh, well, yeah, they don't have who who else. Next year, it's. Derek Jones Jr.'s contract's up, and also Udonis Haslam's contract's up. So is Myers <laughs> Leonard. His contract's also up. Right. Along with uh, Goran. Goran's contract's also up. Goran is uh, $19 million right there. That's that's a huge... I'm thinking he'll be traded before the end of the year. Really? He's well, he's... I take that back. If... It's a big part of their bench. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking... I, 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 I said that statement thinking of the heat from last year. <laughs> Being that the Heat are competitive this year, they're gonna need him. Yeah, yes, I take that is. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, honestly, I think that they're trying to. Uh, the reason why they're playing Kendrick Nunn so much is that they want. I feel like they want him to come off the bench as well for that second unit. If Goran, they're trying to mold him into that. Uh, into that score like uh, Goran for that second unit. Either that or Tyler Hero. And then uh, Jameis, or not Jameis, Justice Winslow will be the starting point guard when he yeah. gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and they want. Oh, I feel like he lost the point guards, but <laughs> team has well, playing has been playing so well without him. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like but it's hard need, to mess up that lineup. Like they need him though. Yeah, they'll eventually need him, but they need him. Like right is out, and I feel like he's gonna be out for a while. It just. Yeah. Who knows how? What is the current uh, starting lineup for the Heat? Right now, it's a uh, thing. It's it's Duncan Robinson, Kendrick mm-hmm. Nunn, Bam Adebayo, Myers Leonard, and then uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. So Tyler Hero went to the bench when yeah, Tyler Hero came in. back. Is Duncan Robinson a small forward? Yeah, play him as small forward. And he's a rookie as well, right? Uh, no, no, he played rookie. last season. Oh, okay. but he didn't Sparing. play a lot. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a sophomore. Okay. He's a undra- He's a undrafted uh, rookie. He yeah. was he was undrafted last season. Yeah. And this oh, is his first year starting. Oh, oh. You know, he is 
He's oh, been I have been well. so wrong about Duncan Robinson. Like, I was hating on him during the preseason, even the beginning of the season. But, wow, he's he's shown some huge improvements. Um, Just, like, his defense, Um, it, it, he's not a great defender, but he always hustles. He has a long... He has long arms, six eight. Like he used that to his advantage on defense, and he's a really good size. He's a good size yeah, for his position. Yeah, really good size. And I'm surprised he he could even finish. Like he uses, uh, oh man, he was make like he because he has a three point shot. He he used the pump fake to his full advantage and just driving in and could make some tough layups. I'm surprised. Yeah, I really I really like him, and yeah, um, I'm well, sorry no, I ever no, doubted Duncan Robinson. No, no Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> No Kendrick Nunn, no Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> I told you, I told, I'm pretty sure I told you guys that Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero will be played much better than what you guys think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my prediction. <laughs> well, that's because I thought Dion Raiders would play and cut into their minutes, but yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, I never honestly, heard of any of them. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think, uh, Deion Waiters would turn out like this because he was fine last season and the season before that. He didn't come. I don't think he complained at all. Like, I don't remember him complaining. I think he complained a little last year when he got last back from injury. And then oh. he did. I don't think he started. And I think he was complaining about that. The guy needs to, yeah, the guy needs to <sighs> get off his, uh, it's because of the money they paid him. He thinks because the the salary, his salary, <laughs> that he, that he uh, deserves more. Oh, it's be grateful for the heat. Yep, 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 yep. But speaking of the heat, uh-huh. the one thing that I like about them this year, this season, that even though they're, since they're starting off nine and three, is they're beating the teams that they should beat. All right. Such as the Pelicans. It's and such the a Cavaliers. Yeah, it is such. A relief that they have somebody that they can give the ball to and finish the game. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like Jimmy Butler's not shooting shooting the ball that well. It's just, just like um, he's he's taking like that Kawhi Leonard role for the Clippers. They, they, he's basically the point guard. I mean, he's been averaging over over ten assists a game. I mean, he, even though he's not shooting the ball well, he gets people involved in the pick and roll, and he's just always fine. The open man that can score, um, and at least well, he's he's still driving it in. Like he still have a lot. Of, at least he's still able to drive it in and get to the free throw line or get get a layup or find find someone. To be fair, he hasn't been taking a lot of shots. But the shots he has taken, he hasn't really made. Yeah, it. he hasn't really made it a lot yet either. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, it's fine. I I I feel like he'll be fine. He's still right. giving, he's still just, a, he's still a positive in the plus minus. Oh, for sure. But it's just like if if they really play a really tough defensive team, and he can't drive in whenever he wants, like he's he has to unleash his three point shot sooner or later. I feel like he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> Not worried about that. Not worried about that at all. As long as he's closing out games like he's he does yeah. so well, like they'll be fine, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. 
How has the Heat been doing recently? Their past few games. They're nine and three, right? Third in the East. First, so, yeah, third in the East. Yep. First so, in their division, if that means anything, but I don't think it does. Yeah, not these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, how are they? Uh, how have you've been watching their games, right? So how yeah. how do you how would you critique them? What well, have they? What has been I, going well for them? What's been I going feel like... not too well? They're fine defensively. They've always been fine defensively. Like the Heat have always been like in the top ten like defensive rating. I think right now they're like third. They're I think they're third. Yeah, they're third in the uh, in the whole NBA for defensive rating. They're like third. They're third in the league, which is good. They're getting a lot of uh, like steals and which I'm a little worried about steals because usually if you're a team that gets high a, a lot of steals. Like if you're rated high in steals, you're normally okay. you're bad defensively, but it's not the it's not how the Heat look. The Heat look pretty like solid. They look engaged in defense. Like they're hustling for the ball. They're making stops. They're getting rebounds. I mean, you can't. I can't. There's not much. There's not nothing much to critique about their defense. Their offense is the problem that I have. Because there are times in the game, especially in the second half, where they just stall. It's like they do well in the first half. They, they score. They're playing good defense. And then all of a sudden in the second half, they just slow down. Like, I don't know if it's because they're too tired or whatever, but they just stall. Their offense stalls. Like, they can't – they don't – they're not making their shots. They're not moving the ball as well as they did in the first half. Like, besides that, like, their turnovers is a huge problem. Yes, they're still... I, they're they're still. I mean, they've been. Man, I don't know how many turnovers they had, but I'm. I know one game they at, they had thirty turnovers. I think. Yeah, like, it just seems like, like they. Not... They always get like twenty around twenty turnovers. Yeah. Like but 20. it's it's because they they do pass the ball a lot. Yeah. They're a very unselfish team. Like every every player passes the ball. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Chris Silva, um, who I mentioned earlier, he, he turns over a lot too in his yeah. in his short amount of minutes. But I think it's just because he doesn't really practice with the team. So that's another thing for him. Like he, every time he gets a rebound, like I feel like he should not move and just throw, <laughs> give the ball up. Like when I'm looking at him get the rebound, he like shuffles his feet a lot. Like, man, if a ref looks at his feet, he it, it looks like he's traveling. I would call travel if I was a ref. And I'm a Heat fan. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he's, he's just... like he's dancing on the on the floor like every time he gets a rebound. I'm like, okay, great. You have a you have an offensive rebound. Good, man. Don't, just stand still and give the ball up. Don't don't do anything. <laughs> like, oh, I just man. They need a. He needs to learn how to like just like plant his feet, like either that or like dribble the ball out a little bit. Like it's okay if he dribbles it out. Yeah, but like I said, he hasn't been practicing, so hopefully that. You don't need to be with the Heat to practice how to dribble or how to not move your feet when you get a rebound. <laughs> come on, come on. You serious? Come on. Let's be let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Do you really need to be at the heat practice vicinity in order to learn how to like stand still, don't move, and not travel? Well, it's probably a habit for him. If he practiced that, you know, he won't you resort to those bad habits. He needs to 
he need when he practices by himself, he needs to learn how to just stop and don't move. Like I don't know, spread his legs wider so that he so it's more awkward for him to move or something. But he needs to just stop moving. That's what he needs to do. Well, besides that, I mean, the only other thing uh, about their off the other the one good thing about their offense I like is that they're averaging they're getting like over thirty plus assists pretty much almost every right. game. That's pretty is, cool. Which is really good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like they're they're passing the ball like all like everybody's getting like a touch. Like there's also uh another thing that's kind of uh I find interesting is that they're doing the kind of like the Princeton offense, I think. It's like the ones where they just cut into the rim. Mm-hmm. Like Duncan Robinson has been doing that a lot. Oh like yeah. They've been cutting a lot. And it, it it's worked for them more than it's worked for the Lakers when Kobe was there with uh, Mike Brown. I'm just going to say that. Because <laughs> that, when they when the Lakers were doing with Kobe, didn't work that well. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, there's not really much to say about their games. They haven't played anybody worthwhile since, I think their last game they played worthwhile was the Lakers. Yeah. So and actually, this week is, I think it's a pretty good test for them. Mm-hmm. Um, starting today, uh, in, the, in the next hour, they, they play the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they actually play the next four days. They actually play three games. So, and then, yeah, went so tonight they they play the Cavaliers. Tomorrow they have a day off. Friday they play the Bulls, and then Saturday they're playing the Seventy Sixers. Is it a home game or is it a away game? Um, it's a, a away game at Philadelphia. Ooh. But the Sixers also on a back-to-back. But oh. yeah, so three games out of the next four days. But then, who who are the Sixers playing though? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think like this week, especially that 76ers game, that'll be a good. That'll be a test because they've been losing on this on the back-to-back, the second game of the back-to-back. And their role record is not that great either. I think they're four and three on the road, or, or all the losses has been on the road. They're 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 um, undefeated at home, so I I don't like their chances on Saturday. <laughs> I I I like their chances depending on who the 76ers play. Meaning if Joel and if Joel Embiid is playing. No, 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 not that. I meant who they played the day before, because oh, okay. you said both teams are on back to back. If the 76ers had to play like a oh, they tougher opponent, ooh, I like the Heat's chances on that one. Spurs are a good team. Uh, they I think they lost like four games, four or five games in a row, including one to the Magic. Oh, I'm not. I, don't, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I saw one of their games against the Hawks. They are not. They don't. They're not a good three-point shooting team. Um, oh, I never thought they were. Yeah, but it's like the two stars, Marcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, who takes who makes up a, takes the most shots on the team. They don't shoot threes and just and then yeah, they they are not a good three-point shooting team. Yeah, it never mind. When uh, that reminds me, like I remember I saw that uh. 
the game of zone game of zones episode where before they traded DeRozan, DeRozan was like saying, what, "Don't trade me. I'll pro- I promise I'll learn how to shoot threes." <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was his best year when he was when he incorporated the three point shot in his game. And now ever since he got to the Spurs, he never shoot threes again. I think it's because Popovich hates the three. He hates the three pointer. He thinks it ruined the game. That doesn't mean he doesn't incorporate it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, Spurs are not doing too well. They're uh, having a hard time. I think they're like uh, they're under 500 for sure, right? Yeah. They just they're just having a uh, tough time getting everyone on uh, on the same page apparently. Uh, and, uh, even last LaMarcus year, Lamarcus Aldridge is not. It's off to a pretty slow start, and it's just they can't hit the three pointers. Yeah, the it's that goes along with the how uh, Aldridge and DeRozan they don't really they're not clicking so well, and it's partially because they kind of have that mid range game going on, so exactly. they can't really feed off of each other that well. But I'm kind of surprised, like the the two point guards that well point guard and shooting guard that were injured last year, Dejounte Murray and uh, Forbes. Mm-hmm. They're uh, I figured to be playing better, but I guess they're still kind of getting their their legs underneath them since they were injured for you know a whole season. So I, I think they'll still get better, you know, just give them a little bit more time. But uh, yeah, for sure. But it is a little alarming because they're in the West, so <laughs> they need those wins if they're gonna make the playoffs. But to be fair, the Blazers haven't been looking good. Nuggets haven't been looking good. They still have a chance to make it. Oh, Nuggets are fine. They're like, they're like top four, right? Rockets haven't been looking good. What? The Rockets? Are, Rockets are second. Since the loss of the Heat, they've been on a roll. <laughs> the Rockets not, are second. That, and, that, and the Nuggets that, are third. That roll, that uh, that streak. I'm not. I'm not. I won't be surprised if they fall under again. Well, wow, something for you to watch again, tonight. So. Something for you to watch tonight, Carson. The Rockets versus the Nuggets tonight at 9 p.m. <laughs> James Harden has been on fire. All, yeah, I, know, all I know is it's going to take just one little thing. Once James Harden like gets that bad shooting day, it's gone. <laughs> Bye-bye, Rockets. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, the, the whole team is driven by the fact that he's shooting so many shots and he's making a certain amount of them. But on that note, guess who's been doing really well recently? Tell me. Who has oh, man. Who's been playing really well? You know, just the Orlando Magic. It's going to point that out. They're Wait. Pats, so they won their last four games out of five. You're talking uh, about the NBA team, Orlando Magic? Yes, indeed. So let's see. Their last five games, they had a homestand. All five games were at home, and out of those five games, they won four. The only game they lost was to Indiana. They, uh, let's see, I'll just put out a few numbers here alongside the teams they played against. So they won 86 to 118 against Memphis, and they had a fourth quarter where they held the Memphis Grizzlies to just eight points on the, in the fourth quarter. And they lost their next game was against Indiana, 109 to 102. So rather a close game. I didn't really see the game, so I don't know how close that really was, or it was kind of like just kind of dead minute towards the end. But 
Then they went on to beat the Philadelphia 76ers 97 to 112. Which to me, that kind of makes sense since Philadelphia has been struggling on the offensive end as well. They don't really have. Joel Embiid played that game. They didn't, he did not play either. So without Joel Embiid and with the Magic strong defense, lack of shooting for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they kind of had a, a, bad, a bad matchup with them. Uh, then the Orlando beat the Spurs by two points, 109 to 111. And a couple of days ago, they beat the Washington Wizards 121 to 125, which they did get to watch. Uh, oh, my God. 125. Jesus. Yeah. And so. That's one of the worst defense. They're, they're well, like number one offense, but I think they're like 29th in defense. Yeah. Somewhere, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference. <laughs> I think I... they have the third fastest pace in the NBA. But <laughs> if you watch them play, there's no defense at yes. all. Like, it's just running gun, running gun, and then just let the other team go as fast as possible, too, and then they go as fast as possible. <laughs> so they just keep going back and forth, which explains Bradley Beal's 30 points a game average right now. You mean also, uh, that that probably also explains how uh, they lost to the Rockets, who scored 160, when they scored 150. <laughs> In four quarters, no overtime, right? <laughs> yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> so... So that explains why. Oh my god! So yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of fun to watch, you, though. Like, if you, if do you, can you think about it? 150 points. That's 50. If you, if you're just going by three pointers, that means they made 53 pointers. Yeah. In four quarters. It feels like they're always on sprint mode. Like, are right, yeah. you shoot? All right, now my turn. Get the ball, sprint, run, shoot, and then same thing the other side. So, I mean, it's fun watching them play, man. It's a lot of points, and they're just kind of like it's kind of like you're playing a uh, pickup basketball, you know? <laughs> it's like not there's no hard intensive defense. Even pickup basketball, there's a little defense, <laughs> well, a little bit. Yeah, I I think this winning streak came at a really good time because they they were on a losing streak before, and like yeah, they, they were looking like they were not going to contend. Like they didn't look like a playoff team. I think the biggest reason why they've been winning, besides being at home, is because Nikolai Fukovic and uh, Evan Fournay and um, Markel Fultz, they've been consistently um, been consistently scoring and been good. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, Nikolai Fukovic was named the Eastern, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So He sure was. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to point out a couple of the stats here. That made All right. It. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So <laughs> he averaged 21.7 points a game, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1.3 blocks per game, shooting at 54.2%, which was a 26 for 48 overall, and shot 6 for 9 from 3-point range. So that's pretty good. And his blocks is 1.3 more than I thought he would make. Impressive. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't... I mean, if you watch him play, he has no athleticism, right? So... He's uh any blocks he's, that he gets is a huge plus. Every time I see him uh play defense, he's like a rumbler tumbler. Yeah. He's like a it's like a soft giant. But he's got he's got a really good, pretty decent, I would say above average post game in today's yes. NBA. I I agree with that. He's and, good. and he's developed his three point shot pretty well, long range two jump shot as well over the past couple of years. So he's a he he can become a pretty uh. 
a pretty bad matchup depending on who's guarding him. Uh, I think he only has trouble with like very long athletic centers. But uh, Joel Embiid, who shut him down. Yeah, or Gobert, Gobert as well. So you know the elite players and things like that who can play defense. Obviously, anyone would have struggle against those sorts of players. But um, overall, he uh, he's a very good uh, a matchup tool for the Magic, and he drives their their offense. So oh, I think yeah. that's pretty good. If he's doing well, then they're probably gonna win. Yeah, because they were on, on that before this winning streak for the Magic. He was not playing well, and they mm-hmm. were not winning games. I mean, it wasn't just him, but he's such a key part of their offense. Oh yeah, and so when you say the offense, the fact that he's so important is so key. Also, because it's not that he's key; it is that they're so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> they average 102.2 points a game. That's the 29th best. Okay, or second worst in the NBA, right? Uh, their pace is the worst in the NBA at 97.6. So they're 30th at pace. And their offensive rating is 104.7, which is the 25th. So, you know, they need them. Yeah. They need them to be consistent. Otherwise, they have no points coming through them. And the one hope that the Magic have that I can think of right now is uh well there are two players right Aaron Gordon who's been playing below average on the offensive end and he is not he hasn't been shooting well during his winning streak either yeah exactly pretty poor yeah it's kind of hard to tell why uh and then uh Terrence Ross hasn't been uh the sixth man like he's he like he was last year but maybe Uh, he'll pick it up who could have seen that coming huh So, but to tie it all in the end, though, the reason, the main reason why they've been winning, I think, is because of their, obviously, their defense uh, continue along from last season. Right now, they're third in opponents, uh, opponent points per game. They're 101.5, uh, third place, like I just said. And then their defensive rating is ninth at 104 point, 104.0 points per game. Or well, not points, but 104 rating. And opponents' points per game is 101.5 and third. And that goes along with the pace, right? You slow the pace down, and the opponents have less chance to shoot, which kind of makes sense because that's not their strength. You know, since the Magic can't really score well, they don't want to maximize that part of the game. So they want to slow <laughs> the game down. So, but, you know, it's working for them. They're uh, wow. six and seven right now, <laughs> seventh in the East. In the playoff picture, and they're gonna start off a road, a road, uh, a, a four-game road trip uh, mm-hmm. with Toronto tonight, and then they're gonna follow up with Indiana, Detroit, and Cleveland. So the first two games will be pretty tough. I don't see them winning tonight at all. No. Indiana, it's gonna be tough. I they could do it, but it'll probably be very tough for them to win. Especially because uh, they already lost to them. Can't really see them doing any better. Uh, Detroit and Cleveland are, are games they must win. Even though it's on the road, they got to win those games. And so if they do that, uh, it'll be a pretty successful road trip. For tonight's game against Toronto, they're not going to have Michael Carter-Williams. He's out indefinitely from a hip irritation. Uh <laughs> You might think that he's not that important, but well, defensively, he's, yes, yes, he's a rotational player. 
His defense is very important. That's not He's... what they really need, though. <laughs> well, hey, man, you got to keep something consistent, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh and then uh, Jonathan Isaac is going to be a game-time decision uh, due to his ankle, which uh, well, I don't know if you... I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Jonathan Isaac, Stephen, because yes. I wanted to ask David uh-huh. what he told me about Jonathan Isaac before we close off this podcast. What did what happened with the Jonathan Isaac, David? Well, apparently during <laughs> Orlando Magic, what was it a uniform, new uniform unveilment event? He injured his ankle somehow during a during an event. Like, Come on, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> they, and he's very important too, man. He's been oh, playing yeah. so well. Oh, yeah. He's uh. I, he's going to be pretty good if he keeps progressing like he is. He's very young. He plays awesome defense. I think he's a leader. He's a second in blocks per game, I think, right now, just behind uh, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And he's developing his three-point shot. His offensive game is coming along pretty well. And he has a pretty bright future, I think, if he keeps developing. Assuming he doesn't keep getting injured doing <laughs> stuff like that. But, uh, you know. We just take that as a, a random occurrence. But, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, I mean, I think he's the best player. He's They should build around him. But they don't really have much cap space, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Magic, they're kind of stuck unless you start trading. There's a lot of uh, speculation that teams are inquiring about Aaron Gordon, but the Magic are not listening. They should, uh, listen. They should listen. I feel uh, like they're... Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, they're they kind of overlap, and I I think I'd rather have Jonathan Isaac and. You, you know, there's a there's a player on the Heat that the uh, that the Magic could get called Dion Waiters. <laughs> oh no! I mean, they need some scoring, right? I mean, he scores. <laughs> nah, oh man, I I don't think that'll ever happen. He's just you 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 don't want that Waiters Magic on your team. <laughs> he ain't got no magic, man. This is just toxicity. The magic does not need any of that. No, thank you. They got all. They have all these defensive players. They could. They could afford one. They could afford one uh, offensive player, offensive-minded player. This takes one bad apple to ruin the bunch, Carson. And he's that bad apple. It's just a good thing that Spolster is uh, smart enough to chop, chop the whole thing off and like throw it away as far as. Are possible. you sure? Are you sure it's Spolster or now Pat Riley? <laughs> Oh, both of them, right? <laughs> He's like giving him the death. He's giving oh, him that eye. Here's a, a neat, a very neat uh, info that I didn't know. I was not expecting this. The Orlando Magic have the third best attendance in the NBA. Wow. Third. Interesting. I would not have expected that. Like, I think <laughs> that'd be like bottom half yeah, at best, I mean, you know? Maybe there's a bunch of tour guides that were like, who I go think to Disney and then they included Orlando Magic tickets. And just yeah, a lot of tourists. Them. Yep, I yeah. think that's what it is. And I think that's why the team will never move from here because it's, it's a good business regardless of how well they're doing. Were yeah. there talks of the team relocating? Uh, I haven't heard of it. No, no. I've never heard of that either. But you think about it, right? The bad teams that stay bad for a long time, mm-hmm. usually that conversation comes up. And I was just thinking like... Doesn't really but they made the playoffs. They're not that bad. Oh, recently until last year, right? I mean, if yeah. you're talking about bad teams, you could talk about the Suns, have the Suns move, or Sacramento Kings, or the Knicks. Even the Knicks, I would take the Knicks as a worse team than the Magic. Oh, uh, now at this point, you can say that now, but 
The Magic have been bad for a very long time, man. Very long yeah. time. It's just now they're getting to be a little above average, maybe. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't blame them for because they basically max out an AC team. Um, but I don't blame them because that was the first time they made the playoffs since Dwight Howard left, and like that transition from when Dwight Howard left to that playoff run. That was supposed to be, they're supposed to tank and rebuild. They're, they were rebuilding, but just well, never they, got anywhere. Well, think about Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Uh, they eventually traded for um, Tobias Harris. Mm. And they turned out pretty good, right? Just not with the magic for some odd reason. <laughs> they should have let Victor say about Oladipo. Aaron Gordon when they, when, <laughs> when he, <laughs> they should have gave the ball more to Victor Oladipo, let him do his thing. Instead, they. They like handcuffed him. It's pretty much what happened. They handcuffed him, and then that's what happened. That's what that's what you get. You can't develop the player if you handcuff him and then limit his uh, what he can do. Yeah, I just I I just thought there was a uh, issue with player development. Uh, I'm not really sure what the details are, but um, it was kind of odd to see that those players got to be much better once they left the Magic. But the Heat don't have a problem with player development. Uh, the Heat are one of the best, for sure. But yeah, so that's for the Magic. Uh, hopefully, Jonathan Isaac will play tonight. If they have any chance of winning, they need someone to kind of uh, slow down Mr. Pascal Siakam. But uh, if he's not playing, then uh, no, no hope. Yeah, I think the Magic and, uh, and the Raptors are... Uh, yeah, I think the the Magic haven't haven't beat the Raptors in a while in Toronto. <laughs> so since that DJ Augustine uh, magical game. In the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was. I man, talk about like unexpected win, man. <laughs> I was like, jeez. Right. Oh, anyways, well, yeah. Well, any uh, any last thoughts before we uh, close out about the magic? Uh, not the magic. You think they will go two and two for this week? Uh, that's my hope, mm-hmm. and I think they could do it. I think it's a pretty good chance of them beating Detroit and uh, beating Detroit and Cleveland. That still leaves them uh, what eight and nine, if that's yeah, yeah. just below five hundred. Not bad. Yeah, that's fine. The East. That's fine. <laughs> the East. That's fine. I, yeah. I see the Heat going 2-1 um, there for the next week. I agree. Who yeah. are they playing? They they play Cavaliers tonight, and then Thursday have a day off. Friday, they, they play the Bulls. They play the Bulls, and then they play <laughs> the 76ers. 2-1. So. They, they have two winnable games. Yes. Today's game yeah. and Friday's game is... Definitely winnable. Depends if Embiid plays, right? If Embiid plays, then that might be tough. But if they don't, if he doesn't play, they could easily win. Well, not easily, easily? but they could win that game. Uh, they don't. They don't do well on the road. They, it's a back-to-back. They, I think they lost all their back-to-back games. So I. It's fine. I think. I I think like the the problem with the 76ers, kind of like what you saw with the Magic, is that they're such bad shooting teams. They don't have Embiid. They play against if they play against a good defensive team, especially a good perimeter defensive team, they're gonna struggle a lot because they're not gonna score. And so, and then it's when he can have uh, the advantage, even if it's a road game. 
Well, so I can see them. Well, there. that's it for our predictions then. Everybody said everything, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, a quick note. First game where Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George play is tonight against the Boston Celtics. Ooh, good <laughs> Definitely, definitely watch wow. that. Check should it out. Interesting. Everybody should check it out then. All right. Well, if that's the last thing that Steven wants to say, we're just going to close it out. Uh, my name is Carson, and this is the Heat and Magic Assist podcast alongside, alongside my friends, David and Steven. Good night, everybody.